Well, God bless you all in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ and really, really great sharings from everyone. Sure loved your sharing, Fred, and your boldness with the doctors and, you know, the voice of the world coming through the systems of the world. Even though these doctors are great and wonderful, you know, they're just doctors that are going by the carnal, but we got the spiritual truths. And it's as we cling to them, and declare them and believe them above what the world is saying, that we see our victory. And and we just need to stay our minds. You know, I, I understand and I sense spiritually some people have had challenges, you know, and or maybe going through different things. But it's great because you're on the upgrade. You know, God's moving you forward and we live from the place of triumph. And we don't let our carnal mind or our circumstances or situations trick us out to thinking anything different. We're all on a wonderful path and a journey with God. And we're moving in the way of the master. And how did the master move? He moved with God. He looked to God. He wasn't bound by traditions of men. He wasn't held down by customs. But he moved with God and done those things that God put in his heart to do. And that's all we need to do every day. You know, whether we're feeling great, whether we're feeling emotional, whether the things seem slow, it doesn't matter because God, like Fred was saying, is our sufficiency. And that's a great confession to make. God is your sufficiency in health. God is your sufficiency in finance. He's your sufficiency in your relationships. He's your sufficiency in the outreach. God is the one that's going to do this work. All God is looking for is people that will stay with him, say what he says, what he puts in their hearts and their mouths to speak forth and to stand on those truths, and to do those things that he puts in their hearts to do. God is the one that is directing our steps. And as we infest our time with God, like infest your time with God, like there's so many things that are going on in the world, or there's so many, in this day and time, so much busyness of other things, that we need to take a rain check and come back, evaluate where we are what we're doing are we being rushed are we being pushed are we just going along with things are we being pressured by other people are we being pressured by our work or our families and we just say no i'm not going to be pressured i'm not moved by my emotions i'm not moved by the circumstances god is first in my life and we let people know that whether they're the closest people to us and so when we keep God first, then he can really navigate us. And God says, take no fault, you know, for your life. Don't take fault for the things of this world, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, there's many things that we may have to do in a day or a week, but God still needs to be first. If we're going to do it perfectly, we're going to do it successfully. We're going to do it peaceably. If we're going to do the things easy. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. God is not putting any burdens on us. The world will put burdens on you. People will put burdens on you. But you're the one that says no. You say no to those things. And if you keep God first in the things that you're doing, you're going to get the maximum results and blessings that God desires for you to have. So God really wants us to go to him and look to him and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, to speak forth the things that he puts in our hearts to speak, to move in the direction that he wants us to move. So sometimes there's lots of things go on that we can be taken and carried away with them. But God is just saying, look, be still, 
and know that I am God. Cease from your own works. Cease trying to figure everything out yourself and focus on me and desire the things I put in your heart because God has put those desires in our heart but sometimes the things that are going on in our life can crowd those desires out. We think we can't do it or we've been waiting for a long time for the manifestation of the things we've been praying for. Praying for laborers seeing great outreach and increase it takes time but it's going to be done and it's going to be done in god's timing he's the one that is directing everything he's the one that's building the body of christ he knows where the the hungry laborers are and we just got to chill out and stop getting ahead of ourselves and just go to god and spend time with god like spend invest your time with god every day You, you there's time if you need to get up an hour early to do it then get up an hour early to do it if you need to go to bed an hour later, go to bed an hour later. Your work or the other things that you've got to do are not more important than God. Even though those things that you might have to do in your individual lives are important, God should be first. And when we keep him first, he will help you in those things. He's a fellow worker together with us. Not only are we fellow working together with God doing his things, he's also helping us in our things so that we are free and not burdened down. You know, so we, God says, take no fault for your life. Don't worry about your life because he's got everything planned out for you. Sometimes we are run after something and it's not the thing that God wants for us. It looks good. It looks like it might make you prosperous or successful or happy. But if it isn't directed from God, then it's only going to be end up in short term blessings and not a long term blessings. When God blesses you, there's an immediate profit and a long-term profit. And um, and God wants us to be relaxed, you know, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So God is saying, you give me the, pro- the problem. You give me the burden. Stop dwelling on it. Stop dwelling on the negative situations or how you're going to, get around this thing but just give it to me tell me what you want me to do and god says he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think they're distractions to stop you doing what god has called you to do and god says if you keep me first i'll take care of these things for you you can give me glory in them because you can see me go to work this will build your faith even more for the things that you desire that i put in your heart so god's desire which is my desire, is all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. I really want to see people come from darkness to light to understand this truth, which is from God, that will bring deliverance, will bring light and bring direction. It's through the practice of these things that we're encouraging that you will see the results. You know, um, sometimes we let things stop us. But if you want to travel, if you want to go to India, if you want to go to Nepal, we say, well, I just haven't got the money. The money isn't the issue. It's the faith that's the issue. Because if you decide to do anything that God's put in your heart to do, he will provide the things and the provisions for what you need to do. And he always makes a way where there seems no way. For us, we try and exhaust every avenue when we don't need to. God says, trust in me. Lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. When you're going through a challenging time, God says, acknowledge me. 
when you're going through financial difficulties, God says, acknowledge me. When you're getting impatient because you're not seeing your prayers being answered, God says, acknowledge me. We've got to keep our eyes on the Father. God says, stay with me. I will do for you as you stay with me, as you trust me. You only need a grain of mustard seed. Your faith needs to be like a grain of mustard seed, very, very small. And you'll accomplish great things. And so God says, because I'm doing the work. All you need to do is trust me. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the just shall live by faith. Faith is not what you see with your physical eyes. It's what you see from the words God has spoken to you where he's building your faith. He gives you the direction. He gives you the vision. The vision is his revelation to you. And he says, stay with me. And whatsoever you desire, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. So whatever you desire in your heart, on the spiritual and even in the physical, the things you desire, if you delight yourself in God, he will give you those desires. So for me, it's been tomorrow will be one month since we left to go to America. Look how quick that's gone. August the 25th, right? And so now tomorrow will be September the 25th. And I know that, you know, from the words that God given, not only me and Kim to speak, but Fred and Ethel and other people, Ted, Shelley, as they continue in that truth, that what we've spoken, if the people that have received it continue in it and pursue in that direction, they will start to see through. And God wants all of his people to be happy. He wants all of his people to prosper. And I want to read you something that, Sangate sent to me when I reconnected to him and it was like a email to me and there were some great things and great points now I think I may have read this to you before but I, I feel really inspired again to read it today because if you can get these things down take notes if you've got a pen I would encourage you to write it down and the first thing he wrote to me was the difference between the word of God and the scriptures Hence, do not depend upon open the Bible when you teach, but depend upon God to give you the words to speak and teach. Just like today, all of you are spoken by God. And when you're walking with God, you can tell when someone's speaking by the spirit of God and when it's just their knowledge. You know, we can discern. We can pick up. We can hear when it's someone's carnal mind and we can hear when it's heavenly words. Because it hit your spirit, right? And it will inspire faith in you. So he says, when you, uh, hence, do not depend upon opening the Bible when you teach, but depend upon God to give you the words to speak and teach. What builds the hungry souls is the inspired words from God. Like we've heard today, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Two. You are to reconcile those God brings to your path to God. Do not connect these to you to fellowship, but connect them to God. Once connecting them to God, get them to depend upon God. He will direct them to whatever God wants. So the people that we encourage, we get them to go to God. You look to God. You pray to God. You desire the things. You give God your request. You put into action what God's put in your heart. And so when people connect to me, I give encouragement. 
but they're always directed to go to God. Like you need to put this to action. You need to go ask God what I'm, what am I saying? Is it right or wrong? You got the scriptures too, but also ask God. You got the spirit too, right? Once connect them to God, get them to depend upon God. He will direct them to whatever God wants. So God is directing your steps. Like I said, he's making your feet like hinds feet. He's the one that will set you upon your high places. <laughs> when we start to do what God puts in our heart, we will start to see fruit. Desire from God the ready harvest and let God bring. Add to you the ready individual. See, God is going to bring those individuals. If you're looking to go out and speak to this person, let's God's directed that conversation. But if we're trying to do it in our own effort. I'm going to look for someone to witness to today. You're doing it in your own strength. Let God direct it. And people are beginning to see this now that God just seems to open up doors in different situations. And then we just speak. And then that's our job. We've done our job. We deliver the message God puts in our hearts to deliver. God is the one that gives the increase. No, who is who is Paul? Who is Apollos? But by ministers whereby you believe. But it's God that gives the increase. One sows, one waters, but God gives the increase. Only God can increase a fellowship. Only God can increase your finances. Only God can increase your circle. And the connections are important. If your connections and where you're connecting now, if they're not good, get ready to get rid of your connections. The connections that you have should be benefit and a blessing to you. And so keep your circle small and let God build it with quality laborers, with quality people, the ones that truly desire. Um, no work of yours will bring to pass the genuine growth. So this is, like I said, an, uh, a letter that Sangit messaged me for. Let God lead and direct the hungry ones and let them practice to depend upon God. So like now you've been given the words of life the ones that have connected to me, now they're practicing with God. You know, especially the ones here that are kind of up close and personal, like Danny, Amber, Becky, Jason. We can let them to go to God, and they're moving with God. So here is another letter he sent me. This was in 2019. God bless you, Lawrence. This coming year, 2019, will be the greatest year for all of us. I notice a few things after hearing your and Kim's audio sharings. So Sangate was, as we was, you know, beginning to return to him and to get that sound doctrine, he was just lovingly encouraging us in the right way. I noticed a few things after hearing your and Kim's audio sharing. If you and Kim will fine tune these points following, following, God will be able to add to you daily such as should be saved. We basically teach these things all the time and encourage the leaders in India to be steadfast in this. We do not please men, but we please God. So we are fearless and free to do so. We may fear because people will not accept what we teach, hence financially lack, we think. However, on the contrary, we lack finances because we teach and do things that people are traditionally accept as truth. When I decided, this is what Sangit was saying, to trust God with all my heart, and to please God and not men, as you know, in the past, many walked away. Not only did they did so, but began to speak also about him that I taught wrong doctrine. I didn't care because I benefited greatly when I please God and obey and do as he directs. 
So by doing so, number one, God greatly abounded finances towards me. God causes exponential and accelerated growth. Here are some of what I taught the leaders. You speak the words that God inspires you to speak. Hence, don't hold the Bible and read from the Bible. Of course, if God directs you to hold the Bible and read, then do so. Jesus opened his mouth and spoke and taught and preached. And holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The Indian and the Pali leaders took this to heart and did that which caused phenomenal growth. Miracles and wonders and every believer is speaking by the Spirit of God right away. Two, we don't teach them to work on their old man, to become fruitful, loving and kind, etc. We get them to turn to the living God and get them to decide to open their hearts for God to do his good pleasure. Then the new man kicks in and they are led by the Spirit of God doing the desires and thought God puts in their hearts, and naturally doing the spiritual things manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. Our work now is not to work to improve the old man. That is today's Christian doctrine. Our work is to let God work in us freely. And then he goes on, he he was attending a three days leader meeting, and then he sent me uh, another message. Hi, Lawrence. Uh, Bhagwan Singh, one of the leaders from Delhi, will come to my home around 11 this morning. He had a free days leaders fellowship in South Delhi on certain days. God is adding to him and his leaders many such as should be saved daily because Bhagwan Singh entered into God's rest and began to allow God to freely work for him. God therefore opened many doors and also sent him many quality labourers not only in Delhi, but in many other regions of India. He is now looking only to God and is being led by God. He is doing as God directs him to do. The Christian tradition has hidden the truth and practice of the truth. It appears to have godliness, but does not have the power and the life of God. One of these areas, tradition, puts a foul upon the Christian, and thus the Christian is unable to manifest the power of God, by one, reconciling, they reconcile them to the Bible instead of the living God. Or Jesus got them to go directly to God and to receive wisdom and knowledge directly from God. Tradition says teaching takes place when the teacher teaches from the Bible. They say from the word of God. God shows us that the book is the scripture and even the scriptures came not by the will of man. But these words were spoken. The inspired words come directly from God. They want Christian teachers to always open the Bible and read verses after verses, book after book. They got the Christian to believe that unless the book was open and read, there was no teaching done. There was no record of Jesus doing the traditional teachings. That is, open the scrolls and talk from the scrolls. It was always by inspiration of God. Thus he opened his mouth and spoke. Paul and Peter did the master's way. This is one of the fundamental ways for how the power of God gets manifested, how faith comes. Believers we know for over 20, 30 or 40 years doing the traditional way, which is thinking that they have been 
speaking and teaching the word of God by opening the Bible and going to various books and verses in the fellowships, many times having notes beside them. However, in these many years, they have no or little fruit or outreach. The tradition blocked block them, blocked from, and deceived the Christian of this very simple truth. The word of God is that which is inspired of God. The live word from God. God is speaking through your mouth. You can truly say Jesus is Lord by speaking by the Holy Spirit. This is not just speaking in tongues, but prophecy also. And prophecy builds up the believers. Reading from the Bible, thinking they are speaking the word of God, does not build up the church. If we want to see God to add to us daily, such as should be saved, we decide to teach, preach, and speak by the Spirit of God. That is really serving the Lord Jesus. Jesus himself only spoke the words the Father gave him. We don't see Jesus teaching by reading out of the scrolls. Jesus knew the scriptures. Pharisees and scribes read and studied the scrolls. Jesus' teaching and Pharisees and scribes' teachings were different. The way Jesus taught was different from today's Christian teachers, preachers who went into the Bible, going first after first and book after book. The Christian tradition deceives believers to think that they taught, that they taught if they opened the Bible and read and explained what is written. The Christian tradition got them to depend upon the Bible instead of God, so they felt that they could teach if they had the Bible with them. One of the reasons God is able to have thousands and tens of thousands of people daily here is because the leaders are taught this right doctrine and they practice this also. There is no new souls added. To, oh, and then he goes on to say something else. Anyway, thus, some certain believers have gone and practiced the traditional way, Bible teaching, so they've got no miracles taking place or anything happening for them. He says, do you know that the new multitudes of leaders don't have Bibles? Thus, they don't read the Bible, but they are reconciled to God and they are led by God, just like those in Thessalonica many years mm -hmm. ago after Paul, Timothy and Silas visited them. Mm -hmm. Our faith should not stand in the wisdom and tradition of man, but in the power, the ability of God. Speaking in tongues and prophecy and interpretation of tongues are speaking by the Spirit of God. This ability of God needs to be used to edify. Speaking in tongues edifies yourself and prophecy edifies the church. But the Christians today are not doing that. In many cases, neither of them. That's why no edification is taking place, meaning God is unable to build them up. <laughs> I encourage the leaders not to not to take or have their Bibles to or in the fellowships, hence they don't read or teach from the Bible, hence they will only speak by the Spirit of God. That is, God speaks through them and the fellowship is built up. Believers in the fellowship see the good example and practice from their leaders, just like those fellowship 2,000 years ago. Many will not like what you do and may turn away from you if you practice this. The way Jesus, Peter and Paul practice, we also practice. New believers immediately speak by the Spirit of God. We are not saying to them, you are to know the Bible first. And if you teach, you must teach from the Bible. This wrong way will greatly slow down the speed. In fact, it will stop the growth and outreach. The word from God grew. That is, those who God added, they immediately began to speak by inspiration and signs and wonders and miracle multiplied. 
the right way will the right way will end the fruitlessness and begin and begins the fruitfulness. So that that was one a, a series of uh, emails Sangeet shared with me when I reconnected to him, and I'm so thankful for that because like I stuck with that, you know. And then when I went to India, you know the story I say quite a lot of times. But and we just got to make up our minds to stick with what we're being encouraged right now, and those basic things to do, you know, connect where God wants you to connect, and that what you're receiving is heavenly words, the words that God is working, the words that God is energizing right now, today, in 2023 for your life, you know, speak speaking by the Spirit, let God give you those words, speak in tongues much. Like double down on these things, make them strong in your life, honoring God with your substance and regularly connecting for the encouragement. It's like when I connect, like connections for me is that when, you know, I, I connect with Sangha and I just share what I'm doing, what's happening in my life. And he's not saying, well, you need to do this. You got that wrong. He's not doing any of that. He's just giving me wonderful encouragement. And there's certain things within that conversation he's saying that I pick up in my heart and I'm like, I'm going to do that. Oh, this is fantastic. See, each one of us are to be led by God where the spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty, there's freedom, but we're not to use our freedom to serve ourselves, but to serve God and to encourage others. So you can go as far as you want with God. Any one of us on here, no one's better than anyone else. Let me just get me a thing up a minute because then I can see what I'm looking at. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we're not to look at anyone else, but you know, faithfully, like for me, I'm, I, I'm faithful to God to the best of my ability and to the Lord Jesus Christ and to where I connect and I'm listening. And even if some things are said again and again, I pay attention every time and then I make sure I do those things because I know I'm going to be blessed by it. I'm not trying to manufacture it. When we begin to do something, yeah, it might start off that way because we need to begin. And it's not just beginning, it's continuing. It's being steadfast. You know, they continued in the apostles' doctrine. They were steadfast. You know, they they were unmovable. They were abounding. And God wants you to abound. And so when we speak these encouraging words and we give our desire to God, he's going to meet that need, you know, like... Since I've been practicing this way, you know, my life has changed. My ministry has changed. People are connecting. People are seeking. And uh, and I just followed that encouragement that's been given me. You know, like Sangate says, no, a laborer will come after you. They're not going to argue with you. They're not going to be giving you a tough time. They may have questions, nothing wrong with the questions. And then you give them those answers. But we don't have to waste our time with people that are going to argue. If people are going to argue with you, they're wasting your time. You walk away. They either receive your words gladly or they're not. It's not that you don't love people. You know, I have people that come to and fro, like there's solid people that connect. And then there's people who come and then they go away. Then they'll have questions and then they'll argue. And I just let them go. But they come back. And the ones that come back, you know, I said to Sanka, what do I do with the ones that are giving me a tough time? But they're coming back. He said, just encourage them. Just encourage people. You know, because that's the love of God. The love of God isn't like being nicey-nicey. It's speaking the truth in love. Look, this is what you need to do. And if you do this, you will benefit and you will be blessed. 
And don't think you can do it on your own, especially if there's people walking with God. I can't do it on my own. I've been doing this since I was 16. I'm 56 now. I, I need a body of believers. I, I got God and I got the Lord Jesus Christ, but there is a body that's walking with God. And I get encouragement from them too. And we need one another. But if no one wants to stand with you and you're moving with God, then yeah, he can do great things through you. But if you've got people there that are encouraging you and they're lifting you up and they're giving you sound doctrine, it's dependent upon you whether you do it or not. Because everyone's got different commitments in their life, right? So for me, yeah, I'm full-time minister, so I'm free. I can really focus in on what I'm doing here. But so can you, even if you've got a job. It depends where your desire is and who's influencing your life. Who's telling you you can't do the things the way other people do it? Because God isn't a respecter of persons. Every one of us can move with God. Every one of us can be very fruitful. And what is this walk about? Number one is to have a relationship with the living God. What was Jesus Christ? Was just was it just to have a relationship with God and to do everything God showed him to do? Yeah, that was one of them. But it was the outreach. You know, he came to seek and to save, right? There's people lost. There's people actually going to hell right now in a handbasket because they may not have heard this truth. But when we speak the truth, they got an opportunity to hear. Faith comes by hearing. And God needs his points of contact in the earth, which is you. And you just got to decide, yeah, I'll speak for you. Even if I feel awkward, even though I'm not sure what to say, you give me the words, God. So my desire is to continue to move in the way that I'm learning, is to continue to flourish and grow, to continue to pray for the laborers, continue to work with those that connect with me. <coughs> That's all my job is. If, if someone's connecting, I work with them. If they're not connecting, I don't chase them. It's not my responsibility to do that. If someone wants to walk away, you have to let them go. But you pray for them. You can pray for people. But it's up to them. Everyone has a free will choice. I got a free will choice. You got a free will choice. I'm using my liberty in Christ to serve God and to encourage the, the body of Christ. And God is my sufficiency in all things. And he will always take care of me. He'll always take care of you. When we put him first, there's nothing you have to be concerned about. You don't have to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, how you're going to pay your mortgages, how you're going to pay your rent. If God is first, he will make a way. God is the way maker. And he wants us, like Kathy was saying, to rule and reign in this life. We should be ruling and reigning in this life by one Jesus Christ. Because we got the spirit of God. We just need to remember, know, and think, and speak, and act of who we are in Christ. So you have great authority. You know, you take charge in situations that seem to be drowning you. You take charge. If you need to command spirits out, you command them out. Get commanding. Tell them to leave. You don't have to be, you don't even have to be near a spirit to command them away. And if you, if you, if your circle is bringing in negativity, get rid of it. Cut your circle down and, uh, and ask God, Father, show me to have who, who I need in my life, who I need in my circle. And then I would encourage you just to begin. If you practice the things we're encouraging on it, your life will change. Even if you're getting blessed now, it'll change. I'm telling you, you're going to get even more blessed. You're going to see more fruit because this is the will of God concerning you and me. So anyway, that's what I want to share. So God bless you.